The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. How's it going? It's Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. I hope you are continuing to enjoy the NFL draft and what's transpired for all of the teams and especially the Cincinnati Bengals. It's been uh, a pretty active and pretty pretty different looking draft class, draft approach by the Cincinnati Bengals. There are some similarities, some differences. Uh, Cincinnati kind of made some splash moves in the fourth round. They traded up. They had six six round picks uh so they traded two of those away to move up a couple of spots and select nc state quarterback ryan finley so i guess we'll start there um interesting player a lot of good tape there are some mistakes on tape but this is a guy that zach taylor and his coaching staff really liked he's really the only top quarterback prospect that uh, they met with throughout the pre-draft process. They brought him in for a visit. Specifically, they didn't do that with the other uh, quarterbacks. We had kind of had an idea that if the Bengals weren't going to take a quarterback at number 11 overall, then they were probably going to wait until day three. Um, you know, a lot of our mock drafts on CincyJungle.com noted that, uh, you know, maybe even we, we thought even maybe later into the fifth or sixth round at some point. But um, they, they at the top of the fourth round, they select Finley. Um, some people have Finley as their number four quarterback in this class, number three quarterback sometimes for some people. Um, others have him way down the pecking order. There, there's a lot of things to like. Um, there, he, he's mature. And, and by the way, that's kind of a theme of most of the Bengals' picks in terms of character and, and all of that through the first four rounds. He's mature. He played six years in college, multi-sport guy, athletic for his size, can move around in the pocket better than most people think, Made some, can make some very nice throws. He's basically second all-time for the Wolfpack in terms of their career passing numbers. He's a guy, and it's behind Phillip Rivers. So um, he's a guy who's productive, uh, you know, 
a handful, you know, a few thousand snaps, about over 10,000 career passing yards. I mean, just production, production, production. Um, and I guess in the visit, he really impressed Zach Taylor and company in terms of his football intelligence, diagnosing plays and all of that. Now, this, while, while there are, at a minimum, Ryan Finley is a guy who's going to come in and probably supplant Jeff Driscoll as a backup quarterback. He's not going to come in here and start for the Bengals. This isn't a competition for Andy Dalton. In fact, I don't think that, that Ryan Finley's ceiling is as high. I mean, some people may, may think it's higher. I don't think it's higher than Andy Dalton. I don't even think it may be as high as Andy Dalton's ceiling. But he is a guy at a minimum that they can develop, that they can trust. And with Andy Dalton missing – the, the second, basically a, a handful of games in two seasons of the last four, that is a reason why the Bengals have now, now brought this guy in who could potentially come in spot starts and the Bengals don't lose much ground. When Jeff Driscoll came in, I think the team went about one and five last year and you saw the impact that losing Andy Dalton had and the drop off to Jeff Driscoll. So I think now you, 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 know, you solidify the offensive line you get a backup quarterback, potentially a guy, even if they end up moving away from Andy Dalton after this season, after 2020 when he is a free agent. Um, he is a guy maybe that could be a bridge guy for a year. Maybe they draft another guy high in the next couple of drafts, one they like better in a class that's deeper. Maybe that's the way they go um, going forward here. But Ryan Finley, they traded up for. The Bengals rarely trade up for players, but they really liked him. They got rid of one of their multitude of six-round picks to do that. They still have, uh, I, I believe it's three six-round picks, a fifth-round pick as we sit here right now, and then the seventh-round pick. So they've got a, a lot of picks still yet the rest of the the day um the other the other player that the Bengals picked is one of my favorite picks that they made so they have made so far this weekend um and that's Renell Wren the defensive tackle out of Arizona State everything you see in terms of his measurables his workout numbers his size everything screams first round talent first round pick but the production on the field never really matched everything that you see in terms of measurables. This is a very, very uh, Duke Tobin-like pick, right? Defensive tackle in the fourth round. They've loved traditionally to do that. Get a guy in these rounds. And, that, and that's really where you find the value in, in these middle rounds. You get a guy that maybe has a first-round type of talent, a second-round type of talent, but never really put it all together and needs significant coaching. That's where this, this kid comes in. Wren is a guy who, um, even with all the physical traits, wasn't overly dominant in college. That's why he fell to the fourth round. And with all those physical traits that he brings, he still needs to develop a couple of moves at the NFL level. But if you heard Todd McShay on the ESPN telecast today after the pick, he is a guy that if he puts it all together, if he takes the coaching to heart, and if, if he matches a little bit of the technician side with the talent side that he already innately has, that's a guy we look at, you know, a few years down the road and say, wow, this guy, you know, I can't believe this guy was a fourth round pick, a day three pick, you know. Um, and you know, Cincinnati needs some help on the defensive line. They've needed it, especially in the interior. They were uh, – gosh, one of the worst teams in the NFL against the run, against the pass. This kid doesn't really give you much in terms of a pass rush right now, but he's a disruptor and he can do things just a couple picks before 
um, earlier in the round, Benny Snell running back, big running back went to Pittsburgh. Um, the kid from Oklahoma state, the running back went to Baltimore. Baltimore now has three running backs. They like to use Pittsburgh has, has James Connor and Benny Snell now that they'll be using. So the Bengals need some bulk and they need the ability to be able to stop the run in the AFC North. So, uh, this pick makes a lot of sense in terms of value, in terms of potential upside, everything. Uh, this, this is one of the better picks I think that the Bengals have made so far in the draft. Um, Again, I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. I hope you're enjoying draft weekend. In the fourth round, the Bengals traded up uh, to, uh, to with the 49ers. And they got the second pick of the fourth round and drafted Ryan Finley, a quarterback who should immediately be the backup quarterback for the team. And he's a guy that Zach Taylor and, and his staff really liked in the pre-draft process. They also, with their other pick that they gained, in a trade back in the second round uh, with the Denver Broncos. They use that on Rennell Wren, a defensive tackle, a talented, but a guy who needs talented, but raw defensive tackle out of Arizona state and uh, a guy who could provide a lot of upside and should be a rotational piece right away, mixing in with Andrew Billings, Geno Atkins, Ryan Glasgow, and, and everyone there. So, um, you know, pretty, pretty good haul, I guess. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan. If you're asking me in terms of opinion on these picks, I, I mentioned, I really like the Ren pick. I think there's a lot of upside there in terms of Finley. I like the, I like the addressing of a need of a backup quarterback. I think the Bengals need a backup quarterback. That is something that, um, you know, not a lot of people are talking about. Everybody was obsessed with the idea of supplanting Andy Dalton. That's not happening. That's not happening in 2019. This kid that they drafted is not doing that, especially not in 2019. So, I like, but I like the idea of getting a backup quarterback. I'm not wild about trading up for a guy that you know is going to be to be an immediate backup and a guy who's not going to see a lot of snaps in 2019. But at the same time, I, you know, the multitude of six round picks are not going to make the team. So you know, 13 new rookies on uh, it's it's kind of wasteful. So if you want to use some of those to move up and get a guy that you truly covet, I understand that. I'm not really wild about doing so for a backup quarterback, but um, they, they appeared to really like the guy. So I guess go get the guy you like. Um, as we sit here now, I, I don't have the telecast on in front of me, but as we sit here now at the end of round four, there are still some intriguing names on the board. Mac Wilson, linebacker of Alabama, Deontay Thompson, a safety out of Alabama. Both guys are available uh, at least as I'm recording this right now. So interesting. It'll be interesting to see where those two guys go. And then um, you know, there are some other guys, Riley Ridley, a wide receiver hasn't been picked up yet. There are a couple of other receivers who have not been picked up yet. I think the Bengals need some receiver help. I think they need some running back help, potentially another offensive line. Heck, they may even go special teams, a kicker. Uh, you know, they may pick one up towards the end of the draft here as well. But so far, the Bengals have addressed many of their, their big needs. Offensive tackle in the first round, tight end slash H-back in the second round. They then, uh, you know, they got their quarterback and their defensive tackle here in the fourth round. And, of course, they got the linebacker, Jermaine Pratt, in the third round. So, um, you know, offensive tackle, tight end, linebacker, probably three of their biggest needs on this roster. They, they address those right away. And then, you know, you go defensive line, another big need, backup quarterback, another big need, and grabbing depth while you're doing that. So, 
you know, these aren't the flashiest names. I guess Finley is the flashiest name because of the position he plays and whatnot. These aren't the flashiest names in terms of who the Bengals are grabbing. Maybe that's why some fans are saying, you know, oh, I don't, I don't know about this. Uh, I don't know about these players. I'm telling you, Rennell Wren is going to be a – I think he's going to be a very, very good football player for this team. Um, James Heenan, yeah, he sounds good. How much of a project? I mentioned that. Wren, uh, all the measurables. All immeasurable. At, at three, close to 320 pounds, the guy ran a five-flat 40. I mean, that's just insane. Um, put up 30, 30 reps on the bench. Uh, you know, the measurables are off the charts. He's 6'5", big guy. He's wild on the field. That's part of the issue in terms of raw. He kind of goes rogue. Uh, you know, he doesn't always play within the confines of a system. And sometimes it nets a big play, and other times it – it goes against them to net a big play. So that's a little bit why, why Ren is a kind of a first, second round talent potentially that fell to the fourth round. Um, I'm seeing more here. Uh, Gerald Willis from Miami. Uh, Sean Hazelwood said Gerald, Gerald Willis is a much better defensive tackle. We'll see. I'm telling you, I, I watch, go watch the Ren kid. He's, he's, he's fun. He's fun to watch. Um, why haven't they addressed the linebacker issue even further? Michael Terry asks, you know, here's, here's my thing with that. Um, this, this draft class isn't loaded with the traditional 4-3 outside linebacker guys, guys you want to play in space, guys that excel in pass coverages. Some of the better players are the Jermaine Pratt's, the, the Devons that were, were taken in the first round, kind of the middle linebacker molds. Um, you have uh, Mac Wilson, another inside linebacker guy. You can play them outside, and I think the plan is to start um, Pratt where Vontez Perfect was at the weak side linebacker spot. Then you have Preston Brown in the middle, Nick Vigil on the other outside spot. In the, uh, you know, So I, I think – that's kind of the plan there. But most of these guys are inside linebackers, at least where they played. And I think that the value just isn't there to, uh, you know, reach for some of these guys. That's why you're seeing a Mac Wilson approach, uh, approaching the fifth round here. That's why you're seeing a guy like that be available. Um, and, uh, you know, I think potentially the Bengals could, and I think they will double dip at linebacker here with the, in, in the fifth and sixth round. I do think wide receiver – needs to be addressed unless the Bengals are very confident in the development of John Ross, very confident that they can re-sign Tyler Boyd and or A.J. Green this offseason because uh, they, they need a little depth there. I think that's the next position they need to address, along with linebacker, potentially an edge rusher as well. So those are probably some of the next couple of positions. I think running back, they'll need another guy to, to replace Mark Walton. The, those, are, those are all areas they need to ad- address here. Um, Mark Barbieri brings up a really good point. Don't forget, we still have Malik Jefferson, who never got a chance. That's He's kind of the forgotten guy, and we don't know what this staff thinks about him. Obviously, the Bengals and Marvin Lewis liked him to draft, liked him enough to draft him in the third round last year. He got almost no playing time on defense, a little bit on special teams, ended up being hurt. So he's kind of a forgotten guy in this mix, and uh, he's a very athletic guy as well. Another raw guy that needs to needs some coaching, needs to be brought up. Maybe he's a guy that um, is uh, he he might be in the plans as a rotational guy. There's George. Evans out there. Uh, the Bengals did not opted not to re-sign Vinny Ray. So, uh, you know, there, there, there's a lot of fluidity at the linebacker position, especially if 
they decide to go uh, with linebacker later later today. Again, I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. Thanks for all your questions. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to try and get to another Facebook Live, potentially by the end of, of the entire draft, kind of encapsulating the Bengals draft class. Uh, but you can get this, uh, this reaction on CincyJungle.com as well as on our Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast feeds. Uh, so go check that out. We, uh, we appreciate tuning in. Enjoy the rest of the draft weekend and keep it to CincyJungle.com for news, opinions, analysis, all that good stuff as the rest of the weekend unfolds. Thank you.